Welcome, Level Up and Live community. I'm thrilled to have you back to another episode of the Level Up and Live podcast, where we dive into the stories and strategies that empower you to level up your life. I'm your host, Sean Myers, joined by my co-host, Ewan Hanemeyer. Today, we have an extraordinary guest in our virtual studio, the dynamic Jessica Broadway. Jessica is a multi-passionate entrepreneur, two-time published author, and a powerhouse in creatively solving life's challenges. As a speaker, coach, and writer, she draws on her diverse experiences to inspire you on your journey to becoming the best version of yourself. Get ready for an insightful conversation with Jessica Broadway. This is going to be a very special episode. We have one of the longest friends that I've ever had. How many, when, when did you leave Scotland, Jessica? I left when I was 12. 12. Mm-hmm. And so we, I think, have pictures of us being babies together. And so this is very special. And I'm just so excited. So I started with that because I didn't want to start with that you're a coach and an author and you've been on TV shows on Amazon Prime and you uh, are a grief counselor, which I can't wait for us to get into. It's going to be huge for entrepreneurs, you know, entrepreneurs uh, and, and just people of high level that you work with. And you've got so much experience in so many different areas. And, and this com- this conversation could go for so many hours, um, and it's going to be so good. I- I'm just so excited. I'm, normally, I'm not speechless, but I'm like, I- I'm just looking at you here, and I'm just really happy and grateful, and uh, I'm, I'm just grateful that we get to connect and that you get to be on this show. So, And saying all that, you do the good version of, um, uh, 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 of all the goodness that you can wrap up in one sentence. You know, first of all, you guys are incredible, just like this show and the heavy hitters that you have on there. I admittedly, I was like, what am I going to bring to the table? I mean, these guys are stacked and loaded. Um, But yes, like you mentioned, we've known each other forever. My favorite picture from our childhood is the famous Galladay in the Ninja Turtle outfits. Yes, the Ninja Turtle outfits. (laughs) Out of trash bags, out of trash bags. It was- when you know it's never sunny in Scotland, uh, uh, well, there is sunny in Scotland, but that that particular day, it, the sun was out, and I think it was hot in Scotland. It's like seventy degrees, and there's no humidity, but it was hot. And I remember we were in those trash bags, those green trash bags, for like three hours. And when they cut us out, we were drenched with sweat. Yeah. We basically like lost our like ten pounds of, of, of fluid. I'm fairly confident our our moms were Pinterest before Pinterest existed. Right? <laughs> Such a great call. Okay. Yeah, that, that, those pictures were phenomenal. And Sean, I've known you for the last decade, it seems, and all the things that you do are just amazing. And you're such an inspiration to so many. And I really resonate with your drive. I am driven also. Um, Like you mentioned, coach, author, and speaker, and certified grief specialist. I focus on helping entrepreneurs and leaders get unstuck so they can live on purpose for a purpose and just clear that noise out and get down to business, right? And entrepreneurs are my favorite people to work with. They are highly motivated to pinpoint what the what the area is they need to improve on. And then they're like laser focused on getting it done. So it's always a good day when you work with entrepreneurs, right? Yeah, no doubt. So Jessica, as an entrepreneur and coach, you've spent over a decade, a whopping 10 plus years, uh, inspiring others to push beyond their limits. Can you share a pivotal moment in your career that sparked this passion for helping others break through their personal barrier? Yeah, I mean, for me, it was about, let's say about a decade ago, 
I found myself going through like just a series of impactful, significant losses. And we can kind of touch on that that later. But I had a degree in psychology, biblical studies, like I'd been to all the all the things, done all the things. And I was like, I can't pray it out. I can't think it out. Like, what is going on? What is going on? And I discovered specifically the area of grief and how that how that affects you. And I heard a definition that like changed my life forever. So grief is the emotional response to loss. Loss is anything, a pattern of change or um, these things, that, the intangible losses, the things we wish were better, more or different in our lives. And for the first time, like first time I was like 30 years old, I was like, oh, I think I'm grieving. I think I'm grieving. I have this cumulative impact. It's not just one thing, but it's the cumulative impact of all the things I wish were better, more or different in my life. And I just don't know what to do with it. So I went to a... What did that feel like, Jessica? What what was the feelings? Like, what did you notice? It was so heavy. Um, I was tired. I was distracted. I was highly motivated, like in my conscious mind, but then like self-sabotaging and um, not producing what I wanted to do and then getting frustrated and be like, what, why can't I get what I want? You know, I had a thriving business at the time and, um, lost over half a million dollars dealing with my grief and that because I wasn't paying attention. And, you know, it's just, you start to feel like a failure. You feel like you're stalled out and like, you know, maybe this entrepreneurial life isn't for you and maybe you should just go get a job working for someone else and, you know, put your, I literally, told Josh one night, my husband, I said, all right, that's it. Putting all the hopes and dreams in a box are going on a shelf and I'm not going to look at them anymore. You know, (laughs) just settle into your life already. And that feeling is just, it's overwhelming. Yeah. It's overwhelming. And so many people can resonate with that. Jessica. I mean, I just think you hear that everywhere you turn, you can see people's comments on social media, or you just hear it on, you see in movies, they portray those people dealing with those very things. And that's, it's not a movie and it's not some social media. That's people's real life experiences. So after um, going to a retreat, I noticed, um, I learned some processing tools and how to identify loss and how to do that deep work. And I decided I was going to take that information. I was going to go deep dive in my life and apply it to every area. Like just wrestle with it all, figure out parenting. Can I, is there loss and grief? Am I grieving my parenting experience? Like, are there things I wish were better, more or different with my motherhood experience? Um, yes. In fact, there was quite a list, you know, in my marriage, I, we've been married 20 years and I would describe our marriage as very healthy, um, loving, like everything that I wanted. But I noticed there were some expectations that I never addressed. I just had accepted and silently resigned to being the way that they were. And so um, tried it out, did it all. I was like, right, five years of this research, and I've not found an area of life that we can't help. So I went and got certified and um, started my coaching and consulting business, focusing on helping entrepreneurs and leaders do that deep dive work. Grief has kind of a stereotype with it. And so part of my job is just the awareness that entrepreneurial grief, that disenfranchised loss, it's a real thing and and there's ways to help it. So when you say there's missed expectations there in your marriage, you know, I, I bet anyone that's married can resonate with that. Like what, what did, 
I know we're, we'll talk about business and entrepreneur and everything, but, but that's a huge part of it is your spouse. You know, when you're doing that journey, you're not really doing it on your own. Like your, your spouse coming right along with you. You know, like, what did you do there? You know, people actually, they don't have business problems. They have a whole bunch of personal problems that get in the way and then they make the, they make bad business decisions, really. Great call. Great call. And so if I can help you um, complete, so we kind of sort our, when if you were to come to me and say like, right, let's do the work. We would sort your experiences into complete the things that don't create any blocks from you. They may be bad, but you're complete with them. You can, they no longer hold you back. And then you'd have incomplete experiences that cause hesitation and pause for you when you're going to go do something next. And what I've noticed is that we're only able to succeed and to thrive and to go to the next level when we have, uh, when we're not vulnerable and those intimate relationships, your children, your spouse, um, even some of your professional relationships, if those aren't complete, you're not going anywhere. You're just not not going anywhere. So when I was looking at that, um, one of the things that we had a hard time communicating about and that I had accepted as just the way he was, was I have an idea. Like I come up with a thousand ideas before breakfast, right? Every single one of them needs to be flushed out and gone to the, the, the next level, right? And he's not that way. And so when I would share an idea and I was met with objection, I thought that was a lack of belief in me, right? And so in studying that, I realized that I had a lot of expectations and that I'd silently resigned to sharing hopes and dreams with him because I didn't want to be met with the challenge of how do we work through that? How do we create a plan for it? And so healing some of those experiences allowed us to open up our communication and we had a framework for that and we could walk through those healthy discussions. And what I found was he, in fact, did like all of my ideas he just had a lot of questions about how they would materialize. And once we did that, I mean, it was like magic, you know, it was, he was able to hear me and then I was able to hear him and together we were able to create tractionable plans to make it happen. Um, but man, that emotional like racket that runs in your head all the time about what people, other people are thinking and doing and you translate stuff, you got to get clear on all that and what it, what it's really about. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's so true. A framework, when you said framework there, I'm like, that's really the key to everything. Because you know what the expectations are. You're part in the game, their part in the game, and how you come together to know what the pitfalls are and, and step over them, walk around them, or just eliminate them. And then you're, like you said, on the same page when it comes together. Man, it's beautiful. What I really love about the work that I get to do with people, it's, you know this, you guys know this. It's not what you know, right? And as my papa used to say, it isn't what you know, it's what you think you know that ain't so. That's what gets you in trouble. <laughs> and so having the awareness piece, like knowing the information is one thing. You can read a book on that. But to take it to transformative where you take action on it, that's the piece that I really love that I get to offer them. It's not just insight into your life. It's actual steps and traction and results. And so when you're dealing with it, you can deal with something you know, within an matter of minutes versus weeks of therapy if you have the right framework to apply the information, take the action and complete the experience for yourself. So I'm I'm curious, Jessica, you're you're uh your type A personality, right? Very, very needle mover, like Enneagram eight. Well I am an I am an eight for sure, but I would not say I'm type A. I'm (laughs) (laughs) it takes so much work to get me organized. I can't even And the reason I bring that up is because you're also a mother, correct? Yep. 
yeah, which is awesome. So I'm curious with you just in your drive and the things that you're doing, the coaching, the entrepreneur, the author, like my first question is like, they seem like they're world apart. Right. And so for, we have entrepreneur ladies and I've coached some clients that are, that are, that are doing very well. And I'm curious with you and what, what your tips and tricks are, because they just seem like they're world they're a world apart, right? You have entrepreneurship and you got motherhood. Can you share some insights on how these two roles complement each other and have influenced your approach to coaching? Yeah, it's one of my most beautiful experiences to get to share. So I appreciate you asking. Um, I went on the reality show a couple years ago specifically for that because I'd introduced a, a curriculum to encourage moms um, on h- how to stay engaged in motherhood and empowered in business. And when it comes down to choosing work or motherhood, like motherhood wins all the time. And I found that I was um, really delaying things that I wanted to do because I was always, you know, putting kids first and that you just think that's like part of the gig, right? And I hated that analogy, like put your own oxygen mask on first. I'm like, no way that's happening, right? My kids are going first and I'm over it, right? Yeah. But I found like you cannot pour from an empty cup. Like you cannot do that. You just cannot do that. And finding a way to stay engaged in motherhood and empowered in business became a passion for me. Um, I started that probably a decade ago. I didn't want to have to choose to... It was more about quality time than quantity, and I wanted both, right? I was having to make sure all those little moments that you were together counted, and I didn't get the qu- the quantity of time with them. So when I left corporate, I was like, all right, that's it. We're going to do this like mommy boss style. Mom, boss, seamless interaction, it's happening, right? And I find, and when you work from like a core place, that's what's essential. When you have a core process for living life. If you're fragmented, you got one way you're over here and one way you're over here, that creates that, that, um, almost like split personalities, right? It's like, this is who I am in this space. This is who I'm in this space. And then when grief hits you, loss hits you, life hits you, you're going to be like, which version of me is going to handle this? And you get that internal conflict and everything starts falling apart. So it's about alignment for me. And everything that I've learned in motherhood has taught me how to run a business Everything I've run in a business has taught me about motherhood, right? I tease the kids all the time. I'm like, all right, you are the uh, shareholders in the family. And <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that's what I would do with my kids. Yeah. <laughs> you got a stake in this thing. <laughs> I was like, listen, this, this matters. We are a team. If mommy gets to do this, then we get to do this. And how can you guys support? Um, I, I teach my kids a lot about creating digital content and like my first client was my son. He opened a YouTube channel and he asked me to be his creative strategist and help him come up with a plan for it. And it's still so rough, but he's loving life. And he's like, his kids are like, you have an intro? You know, I mean, <laughs> it's like you just find ways to um, to share this. You Statistically, um, businesses only create only go like two generations deep. They don't create a third generation. And so I want to create generational entrepreneurship. I'm a first generation entrepreneur and uh, I want to make sure that it gets to continue. So it's really about integration for me, finding those moments. Um, you know, we don't live in a world anymore that gets to have dinner at the table. And 
although we know that it's like super important, that doesn't, when you get in, I got a 15 year old, an 11 year old and a nine year old. So like we're all over the place. We're all over the place. And what I found was creating intentional moments really made the difference as opposed to making sure we all, we can sit down at the kitchen table and have breakfast, lunch, and dinner and all be on our phones distracted or fighting, right? But I can have 15 seconds of eye contact with each kid and I will know exactly how their day was. I will know exactly what's going on in their lives and we will feel connected over spending an hour in the same room watching a movie, right? So it's like, how can I find these intentional purposeful moments that carry us through those difficult times of juggling all the schedules? Jessica, I'm curious with everything that you're doing, and I just love your energy. I love your passion because I resonate so much with it. And Ewan knows this about me. Like, that's how I show up everywhere I go. But then there's those moments where I'm like, I don't show up the best version of myself. (laughs) And we just ran a marathon. And for me, it was a low moment. Uh, Long story short, it was after our marathon, 26.2 miles, February 18th. And we were all went to lunch together. We were hurting. I was in pain. My body was taxed. And then the, 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 our entire group wanted to go out and eat dinner that afternoon, that evening. Well, I, kn- I knew in my mind, being an introvert and laying it all out there on the playing field, I didn't want to go to dinner. I didn't want to show up, right? This is the first time I'm sharing this because I knew I wasn't going to show up the best version of myself, but I did it anyways, whether I felt like it or not, right? So my question is to you is with everything that you're doing, right? Being this awesome human being, I just love your positivity. I love your passion and I love your energy and I love what you're doing. You're helping clients. You're making an impact. You're serving. You have your kids. You have your husband. Where do you get this energy? Where, where, where do you get this fire, this fuel within? Is it food? Is it nutrition? Is it a why? Is it a vision? Is it a purpose? Where is this coming from? Yeah, you know, one of my core driving factors is I want to live on purpose for a purpose every single day of my life. And sometimes that means that I show up on purpose, but not like this with hair and makeup. You know, it's a ball cap and um, running into a PTO meeting and giving a budget analysis that I did last night, you know, (laughs) and it you wouldn't recognize me. You know, I, I have a, a very dialed down version of me, but I showed up a hundred percent and I didn't let the circumstances rob me of the moments that I get to show up. Right. And s- s- like letting myself, you, you're right. I am an eight. And I was actually discussing these Enneagrams with someone the other day. And as soon as I told her what my Enneagram was, or I got like big as saucer, she's like, I never meet healthy female eights ever. <laughs> you're like you're speaking to my soul thank you for recognizing the amount of work i've had to do to get here right and so it is man just letting myself be whatever version i need to be to show up but don't ever stop showing up a lot man it's huge it's so cool it making i I run a a uh 5 a.m. club every Monday morning. It's a mastermind of women. And like the rules are you come with no makeup in your pajamas. Like however you got out of the bed and made it to the computer is how you are show up and you are accepted. And it was so important to me because I knew that if I had to keep waiting for this standard of what, of expectations of meeting of others, like 
that just wasn't going to work for me. It wasn't going to be sustainable. And that's a lot, you know, as an eight to let yourself show up as less than the premium version of you, that that's a man, that's going to stall you out. And I just, I couldn't do it anymore. Um, most of it was all in my head. And when I found a way to just be like, Hey, and you guys have it easy. You show up with no makeup and it's normal. I show up without makeup and they go, you look tired. <laughs> it's yeah. double hard on us. You show up in sweatpants and a hoodie and they're like, are you, are you, are you unwell? <laughs> nope. It's not fair, man. That's not fair. <laughs> That's actually, you bring that up, you know, so I hired a life coach two years ago and in this process, in this journey, he, he brought awareness to me about ego and pride, right? I'm 36, she's turned 37. I was 35 and I was like, ego, what? And that's what had been driving me all these years. And one of the, he, I sent an email to him. This was two months in. And I said, I said, Paul, I said, man, I paid all this money. And I'm not getting what I wanted. You know, something like an eight would say, right? Bulldozer. He sent an email back and it was the best well-put email. I think he might've been working with Ewan because Ewan's really good about emails and, you know, uh, help, helping. Ewan's, Ewan's always been my performance coach, right? So this guy sends, it sends an email back and in the email, is this long spelled out. But there's, one, there's one sentence that sticks out to me. He goes, what facade are you putting on? Are you the Superman? Or are you the Clark Kent? And I had, I mean, I spent days thinking about that. I'm like, dude, I'm trying to be the Superman and everywhere I show up, everywhere, 24-7 for my wife, for my community, for my employees, for my team members. And it's miserable. I'm exhausted, right? And so I went through this healing journey these last two years. And I'm like, dude, I want to be the Clark Kent. I want to be just raw, real, authentic. I want to share my vulnerabilities. I want to share my struggles, because what you see is what you get. I sh I'm not, I'm a human being. I'm an introvert, right? And so anyways, yeah, I just wanted to share that story. I get which, what you're saying. It, um, so my work, what I, what I call it performance-based behavior. And you know that it, you're engaging in performance-based behavior when you say, if I drop the performance, do I still have value in these people's lives? Mm. And, and when you're performing for others, like there's a, there's a, some posturing that you need to have in the workplace, but when you're like the toxic positivity that's infiltrated our culture of um, fake it till you make it, you know, <clears throat> hustle and grind, you know, I know that's a real touchy one because a lot of people still, still use that. Right. But if you take them in their list, literal sense, like to hustle your way through is to be a fake version of yourself. You're hustling somebody. Right. Yes. If you're grinding yeah. out, you're grinding down to an unrecognizable substance. Yeah. Why do we want that for ourselves? And if, you know, my dad always used to say, say what you mean and mean what you say. So why are we using words to describe how we want to show up if it's not really how we want to show up? Yeah. Love that. Hey, Jessica, you said something earlier. Well, two things. Um, I went to a leadership thing. I mentioned this on our, funnily enough, on the last episode we did with Matt Emerson, but uh, it was Kendra Scott was getting interviewed. And, you know, billion dollar brand, uh, and she started a hat business and it totally flopped, but people bought her jewelry out of that hat store. And so boom, there you go. People kept coming back for the jewelry, even when she closed down. So she was miserable, you know, ended up selling all the jewelry and, you know, has a billion dollar brand now. And she has the lowest turnover of any retail business in, in the business because the environment. And she said, if you want something done, you hire a mother. 
Like, and so they celebrate when a, when a female gets pregnant there, they celebrate. It's a great thing. And when they're looking to hire, they're looking for mothers because they can do so much. Like they can do all the things, you know? So I just wanted to say that you're definitely one of those, you, you have like everything you just said just embodies that, you know, which is, which is amazing. And to take it back a little further, you said earlier, taking action, uh, instead of weeks of therapy to take action, you're talking about doing it in minutes. I, I have to ask, like, what, what did you mean by that? Could you dig into that? Like, cause it really ties into everything we're talking about. Like, you, you know, the person that shows up, uh, at what version, you know, the things that we do, how we do them, you know, that, that was very intriguing. I'm sure a lot of people are very interested in, you know, what's that secret right there. It's a secret, right? It's a proprietary <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You know, somebody was talking, discussing some time with, ago with me, and they said, "Does your brain ever shut off?" And I said, "No. Lucky for you, it doesn't. It's the same brain that lets me come up with ideas and hear a baby crying in the middle of the night. You know, motherhood is a gift, and um, if we had more mother entrepreneurs, you know, what would we be? What, what impact would we be able to do? Right? And um, it is a real thing, and I'm really passionate about it. Maybe another episode about how you know, a lot of the stereotypes around working moms, you know, when I, just short snippet when a decade ago, tw- 12 years ago, when I started this, I could throw a rock and uh, hit a mom that had a home-based business, you know, I'd not hit, not hit someone. Right. And now it's everywhere, but I was excluded from the stay at home moms. Cause I wasn't a real stay at home mom. Cause it still worked. <laughs> and the ones that worked, I was lucky. I should be you know, I wasn't a real working mom because I didn't work out. So no win. It was like a no win and that you have to create your own culture. And so back to your question about being transformative results, it is about the identification process, right? And we have tools like when I told you in the beginning, um, what do you wish was better more or different is the very first question I ask. And whatever place your mind wanders to that you would change first, that's where we're going to start the identification process with. And when I say minutes, yes, it is minutes, but there's a process to it. So it's lots of minutes, right? And I love doing these weekend retreats because they get to come together and we have a cohort learning environment with multiple people and we get to do the work like start to finish and in a weekend and we introduce the awareness, the mindset, and then we do the work. So the actual work is, you know, a couple of hours worth of work. But um, when you're talking about being in therapy for months and months, you know, most of my clients report to me that they've been in some sort of talk therapy for extended periods of time throughout their lives. And then in a matter of weeks, we're creating transformative um, shifts in the mindset and the blocks are just are gone. Um, and those are processing tools that would just take too long to go into, um, but they work. They just work. The Body Keeps Score. Have you ever read that book? Yeah, it's really good. So, you know, we score all of our experiences and they're all there. And they're either holding us back or fueling us to go. So a lot of that work is just being intentional about identifying what where those hmm. blocks exist. Hmm. Love it. Shifting gears a little bit. So given your significant role in the entrepreneurial ecosystem, how do you see the future of entrepreneurship, particularly concerning the increasing role of technology and digitization, I can't say that word. Digitization. I can't say it either. Digitization. Digital world in general. Yeah. Love that word. (laughs) You know, um, it's it's interesting. Uh, So a lot of what I do is creative strategy, right? So we create space for this new version of you to exist by dealing with all the junk. And then we start building you a, 
a runway of sorts to launch the next level. And in that process, uh, we do some creative strategy around what are your goals, your expectations, what are your hopes, dreams, passions. We come up with your personal brand and niche down into who are the people you're going to serve best. And I have a philosophy, maybe controversial, but you're always serving either the past, present, or future version of yourself. And if you get really clear on who you are, you're going to attract your, your, you know, your vibe attracts your tribe. But I say all that to say, we have this new thing called AI. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> have you heard of it? Have <laughs> you heard of it? Um, and so, was, man, I was like, wow, that's it. I'm replaced, right? I'm, I'm replaceable. Mm. And then I noticed that there you're losing a lot of your creativity when you start outsourcing the tools and you lose a lot of your personal identity. It's funny because I had a client that started using AI to write their content. And I was like, be careful, be careful. Don't, you know, and she came back like a week later. She's like, I don't even know who I am anymore. They sound so funny, <laughs> right? And I don't want to write anything on my own anymore. And so the world of entrepreneurship is, is, heavy on digitization and we have all these tools accessible to us. There will never be anyone like you, you have a fingerprint for a reason. Everybody's fingerprint is unique. And when you are brave enough to make your mark on the world, it is irreplaceable. So even though we have these tools to support us, the work still needs to be done to figure out who you are so you can live on purpose for a purpose. So you can impact the people that you're meant to impact. No tool is ever going to replace Mm. you. And the moment that you decide that a machine is better than your authentic voice, like that, that's you know, where you get stifled, that's where you get hung up. So I just, it's, it's important that we continue to do this work on helping people discover who they are and what they're supposed to be doing so that they can use these tools to level up and to collapse time for themselves, but use them as tools, not as a replacement for doing the work on figuring out who you are. Yeah. I heard something. It was, um, AI is not going to replace your job people who learn how to use AI the best will replace your job because mm-hmm. it's still a tool and it's mm-hmm. a tool to, and a skill that can be used well. Uh, but like you said, yeah, you can't just type in some random stuff and have it spit the thing out and use it. You really have to, you have to know how to use the tool to get the best out of it. And then you could use that to, to bounce ideas off of, or whatever. But yeah, you're, you're dead right on that. Two final questions because we are already out of time, and we want to respect your time. I know. That went by fast. <laughs> if she got a client, that's, a good, that's always a good sign. You've got a coaching call time coming up, so you got a minute to answer. You ready? Okay. Lastly, have you pinned down your experience and insights, and how does writing impact your journey as a consultant and coach? Can we anticipate any upcoming publications? I'm so excited you asked. Um, yeah, I'm two-time author now, working on a third Actually, I have like two working titles, so we'll see which one gets the most of my energy because, you know, it's a thing. It's a real problem. But uh, it, it's everything to me. I've noticed that a few, a few years ago, uh, about five years ago, I was sitting rocking my baby and I had gone, couldn't speak for a while. I lost my voice and I got this overwhelming like peace and quiet. And I was like, all right, God, what do you want me to do? Like apparently I'm supposed to be listening. And he was like, it's time to tell the story. And I really stepped into the space of noticing that I'm a storyteller. I tell 
and being complete with my life experiences allows me to use my experiences to emotionally connect with you. Our details don't matter, but the emotional experiences that we go through, those are like the same. And so I use my, um, my life experiences and those moments to illustrate and to connect with others and help them. So the next working title right now is called The Fig Tree Life. And it's about living, you know, as entrepreneurs for the kingdom and living on purpose, but using all the examples that the fig tree represents throughout scripture to um, help us build a life that helps us align with where we're going and why we're going there. We'll put a link to the, is that, is that book in the works or it's in the works? It's in the works. So it'll be, well, maybe late fall before we're we're up and going. So, and, and just the title of your other two books. What, what were those? A journey to raising brave hearts um, that focuses on rising out of the ashes of what holds you back and creating what you wish existed. And then I wrote a journal um, to help identify performance based behaviors called the Notice and Wonder Journal. So, we'll put links to that in the show too. Yeah, beautiful two part question. So, what does level up and live mean to you? Deal with your stuff. And embrace your life. Life is now in session. It's happening right before your eyes, whether you're ready or not. So be brave enough to do the work. Awesome. Love it. How can our followers and audience support you? Hey, I always like and share. So I'd like for them to like, follow, share. Um, you can find me on social media, Instagrams, Jessica Broadway, Facebook, Jessica Broadway, um, or you can learn more by going to jessicabroadway.com. Awesome. And there you have it, another incredible episode of the Level Up and Live podcast. A massive thank you to our fantastic guest, Jessica Broadway, for sharing her wisdom and passion with us. If you found value in today's episode, make sure to subscribe so you never miss out on our empowering conversations. Leave us a review. Your feedback is our fuel. Don't keep this wealth of knowledge to yourself. Share with a friend who's ready to level up. Check out the show notes for a treasure trove of guides and planners to support your journey. Until next time, Keep leveling up and living your best life.